But I want to talk about on here, the pressures of life. How many of y'all feel sometimes, man, the pressures of life come at you? And, and it's just like sometimes you you feel attacked by, um, you know, pressures. I mean, whether it be you feeling attacked at, at work or just pressures at work, pressures at home, pressures uh, with your kids, with your family, pressures with finances, pressures even with church, pressures with... Um, you know, even just trying to study the just whatever it is, all types of pressures. I mean, I, I know that you can understand what I'm talking about because this is life. We all have them, and, and it's inevitable. It's all going to come. And it's like this. I'll never forget it. I continue to this day show people and tell people about it. But see, this is a... Uh, my pastor back in Russellville, Pastor Sean Rutherford, he would teach this, and it was so on key and on point. Okay, you see right here. Well, what do you see right here? This is This is what? A bottle of water. And um, I'm going I'm to do this real quick. Okay, as you see this bottle of water, look at me. There, there's something in here. When I squeeze this, what happens? That's right. When I squeeze this bottle of water, what comes out? That's right. Water. What's in it? And see, and I want you to say, I want you to understand that right there as well, is that the pressures of life, when pressures come at you, all it is doing is squeezing you to try to get that out of you, that, that bad out of you, that, that does not need to be in you, out of you. And the only way that can come out of you sometimes is being squeezed. And it's, see, and it's like, I was talking to somebody, uh, day before yesterday, they came over here and we were talking about life and how we're learning new things and, and stuff like that. Well, a lot of times it does not happen. Um, in other words, I can say that everything's good, you know, I'm not dealing with anything and all this other stuff until somebody comes into my life and it's some type of relationship and I have to, I realize I'm rubbed the wrong way or I realize something and then I start being squeezed and I realize there's something that I need to work on. Can you relate with me on that? You know, I say it like this, you know, especially in marriage sometimes. If you're, if you're married, you know, before you got married, you thought, man, as you was being single, everything was good. You, you know, you didn't have to work on anything, all the, so everything else. But the moment you got married, you realize like, man, I do need to work on some things. I'm still selfish in some areas. I still get frustrated in some areas. I still tend to want to do things my way and don't want to, you know, submit in certain areas, all this other different stuff, whatever the case may be, you know, it's pressures. And so I'm going to Psalms 4 real quick, and I'm going to read it just to allow it to uh, kind of speak to you. Uh, Psalms 4, starting in verse 1. Answer me when I call to you, O God, who declares me innocent. Free me from my troubles. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you uh, people ruin my reputation? How long will you make groundless accusations? How long will you continue your lies? In other words, have you ever felt like that? The enemy's coming at you. And, and how long will, will people start talking about you? How long will you feel all these pressures of people coming against you sometimes? And see right here, what's so key about David is when this happened, he didn't run to every everybody else and start talking to everybody else about it. No, when pressures were coming to him, do you know what it did? It drove him to the feet of Jesus. The same with us. That's what the pressures of life is trying to do to us. That's what God is trying to do. When people come against us, when pressures come against us, it is designed for us to run to the feet of Jesus. For us to continue to focus on what Jesus is trying to say. In other words, quit trying to point the finger at everybody else. Saying they did this, they did that. And, and just spreading rumors, spreading uh, division and everything else. I mean, what we're, what we're supposed to do when that comes is be the thing that draws us to the feet of Jesus. 
Verse 3, you can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. In other words, why does it say that right there? It says that because if you are a, a blood-bought child of God and the world and people around you talking about you and coming against you, so be it. Man, hold on to this promise. It says that nothing's going to separate you, so to speak. In other words, it says the Lord set the godly apart. In other words, you are his workmanship created by him. Do not try to defend yourself and going out there. Don't lose sleep over it, y'all. Listen to me. God is your defender right now. Allow him to do. When the pressures come, don't run getting upset. Instead, run to the feet of Jesus. And then in verse, uh, verse 4, it says, Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Listen, if you're anything like me, how many times do you get frustrated or you get angry? And in the moment of it, in the heat of the moment, you say something. And about 15 minutes later, you're like, man, I probably shouldn't have said that. You know, and then and, and we, we react in a way sometimes when we get filled with anger or frustration or pressures. And right here, he's saying in your sin, basically, I mean, in your anger, do not sin. It talks about it in Ephesians as well. Don't let, don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil a foothold. But right here, he says, instead of going to bed angry, he says, lay in your bed and think about it. Search your heart. Once again, when pressures come at you, it's designed for you to search yourself, to draw you to the feet of Jesus. In other words, you know, just God, okay, what is it? You know, because listen to me, you cannot control that other person. As bad as you want to, and as bad as you wish, whatever it is to turn out a certain way, you cannot, I repeat, you cannot control that person. But what you can do is control the way that you respond to that person or respond to that situation. All things, all pressures, whatever the case may be that's coming against you in life, yes, Vincent, stand firm in that. You know, don't react. In other words, just stand firm. But all the pressures in life coming against you, man, God is trying to teach you something, not about them, but about yourself. And see, I drew this right here. If you can see this, I would show people in uh, in rehabs and programs and dream centers and stuff, that right there. What that is, that's a roller coaster. And see, if you'll look on this, listen to me, y'all. When we're up here on the mountaintop, it's easy for us to uh, man praise God and talk about how good God is and all the other different things. But what about when we're down here? Because we'll be doing good, then it hits again. And see, it's down here. In the valley, y'all, it's down there in the valley that you build that relationship up with the Lord, where you build that foundation, where you build that root system that holds you steadfast in the midst of any storm that comes your way. It's down there in the valley that you do that. It's down there when the pressures of life are coming to you, when you run to God for him to be your defender. Listen, you are no longer your own defender. You, you, you're not, it's like going to court and you're on a murder trial or something, or you've done your worst thing and you're going to court trying to defend yourself. Come on, you don't do that. With that being said, having the best defense turn you around, you go to him to allow him to defend you. And then I'm going to end it with this. Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust the Lord. Verse 6, many people say, who will show us better times? Let, her, let your face smile on us, Lord. Verse 7, you have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvest and grain and new wine. In other words, he says, man, my joy is in the Lord. It's not in these things of the world. It's not that I have a bunch of stuff or anything like that. Man, I've got greater joy now when I don't have a lot of things than when I did have a lot of things.
And so today, y'all, today, man, find your hope, your strength, and your joy in the Lord. And allow Him to be your defender. Verse 8, in peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Man, the greatest sleep you will ever have, I repeat, the greatest sleep you will ever have is when you lay down and you know God's on your side. Listen, allow that pressure to take you to the feet of Jesus. Don't keep trying to fight for yourself. Allow God to defend you. Stand firm and know that there's a way out. Listen, love y'all. God bless.